Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Well, at the grave. Can we go back to the grave? Yeah, I should have figured you wanted to hang out at the grave. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. Good morning, Jen. I almost, I almost said 1975. You wish. Should I just change that and just say, just like, if I believe hard enough that I was born in 1975? You know, when I was going through my shoplifting psycho phase mm-hmm. when I was in my te- early teens... I used to say, if you tell yourself a lie enough, and you be- if you believe it, it's true. Oh, I think I was a sociopath okay. for like <laughs> six months. <laughs> um, Jane, do you have something to tell everybody? I had a super crisis. I lost my index cards today. That's that's can't a good find thing. them. Can't find them. This is this is going to be my index card today. A sheet of paper. Nice. They're gone. I have to order more. Mm, okay. Maybe the Mimis will send you some since they love the goddamn index card so much. <laughs> it's well, I was panicking because I like had a like because I usually write it in my notes and then I write it so I could like mm-hmm. put it in slot it in where it goes, and I'm not like rustling through papers when we're recording. And I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? I'm like, it's a sheet of paper. Just just write it on a sheet just of paper. Write it on a sheet of paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, I no, I was kind of hoping you would say the other thing. What's the other thing? Guys, Jenny and I did not record last week. I I took a little mini, mini, mini momcation to New York. And so we recorded our two episodes the week before. So, like, you guys aren't going to miss a beat. But, you know, we didn't record. And I think Jenny missed me. I was feeling very angry and stressed out. (laughs) And I'm like, I wonder if making fun of Amy for an hour every week Mm -hmm. is like really Mm -hmm. good therapy for me. No, I think you just missed me. You need me as the calming presence. You were in New York. Right, but I wasn't near you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not like, what is that? What is the, is it the ring in the Captain America movies where everybody, like, if you're in its proximity, you feel something? Like, it's yeah. not the not the ring of drama emanating from the drama barn. Right. If I'm in New York, that doesn't necessarily calm you. You have to be interacting with me. I just think having an hour to, like, make fun of you scheduled every week is, like, is good for me. <laughs> 
So, so we do have just a follow-up announcement. Um, thank you to everyone who sent us questions. We appreciate that, even though we haven't seen them yet, because we're recording this three weeks ahead of time. <laughs> so we might not be so grateful. But what we do want to say is our dad's drawing of the drama barn came out awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. And there's a little Fred tied to it. It's really cute. So you had, you had to hear the the direction and all the conversation about Fred that I had that we had to have about this damn goat. I'm like, because I couldn't find a good clear picture of him. So I'm like, Dad, just look up any billy goat. He's a billy goat. I'm like, but you have to get the markings right. And so I'm sending him pictures of like the markings. I'm like, he's a brown goat with like white on his head. Yeah. So we will put the picture up in the Mimi B so you could see what you can win if we choose you as the random winner. And again, you're randomly picked, whether your question is right or not. Right. If you enter, Anyone who submits a question. Yep. If you've submitted a question, you are entered. And Jenny, is it true that we're going to have some of these prints made up so that people could buy them? Yeah, I think, I think we're going to do that. All right, Jen, so let's jump into the episode here. Today we are looking at Little House on the Prairie, Season 4, Episode 20, A Most Precious Gift. The description reads, A misinterpreted remark from her husband, Charles, plants the seed of worry in newly pregnant Carolyn Ingalls that he will be disappointed if the baby is not a boy. That it? That's it. That's all that's on the site. Um, I wanted to ask you, Jenny, what did you think of Carrie earning her new sound effect? What? I forget the sound effect. It's like a womp womp. Oh, uh, the trombones. Yeah. The sad trombones. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I it mean, pretty she, much sums she shines up, in this episode. It pretty much sums up what I feel inside when she comes <laughs> on the screen. I feel like... I don't. That's not what I feel. I mean, I get it. That's a good sound effect. But I feel like she's like Damien or like the kid from Poltergeist or like, <laughs> it's oh, like a horror tense. movie. You tend she has this. She, she has this weird, like I'm possessed by a demon look to her all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, and we want to make it super clear, like we're not making necessarily fun of the actress. It's the character is awful. She's I don't a terrible know, actress. I don't know why they're writing, and I, I don't know. Like I know the the actress has grown up and gone on to be on a Housewives show or something. I don't. Give oh a fuck really? About oh, her. that's right. I don't that's give right. a fuck that's about right. her. Yeah, we're not making fun of her. We're just making fun of Carrie. Well, because she's, she's not the greatest actress, but she is a child. She's a so child. We'll give her a pass. So let's hope that she has. <laughs> we'll give her a pass. Yeah, let's hope she's grown into something. All right, Jen. We open on a bird's nest, which clearly means Carolyn is pregnant because we had the same opening shot in the mountaintop episode with Jonathan. Well, it's funny because I'm like, oh, nest eggs. Oh, already a heavy analogy. <laughs> but they they had the same exact one in the what was the mountaintop episode? The one, the one with Charles Jr. The one with Charles Jr. I forget the name of the episode. I don't know. My Almighty God or something. I don't know. <laughs> On the mountaintop we cry. I don't know. Something like that. But they had the same opening image. And How do you even remember my, that? Because I was making fun of it. No, I don't remember. I was, I'm sure I was making fun of it, but I don't remember. So it's Michael Landon directing again. Yes, it is. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a couple or siblings. I don't know. Rochella is their last name. I think it's, um, I forget their names now. Do you think that siblings, okay, so say you and I are asked to write an episode of Little House, like we would be trolling them by making it intentionally bad. Do you think these siblings are cool like that and are doing that? Doubt it. Doubt it. Okay. 
So we see Carrie in the tree. We Jen, we see Carrie. <laughs> Carrie rips eggs out of a nest. Good job. Yeah. So Carrie grabs the nest and uh now she has a speaking part. <laughs> oh yeah, she's got a lot of speaking parts. She shows Paul the eggs, and Paul basically tells her, like, you shouldn't have taken the eggs from the nest. You just murdered these birds. <laughs> <laughs> and Carrie's like, I'll incubate the eggs under my pillow. And Charles is like, yeah, okay, this kid clearly isn't mine. Go away. <laughs> like, whose kid do you think Carrie's is? Because it's not Charles. Right. Well, it is. We saw Charles when he was a kid. So now we see Miss Beetle and Carolyn, and Miss Beetle is telling Carolyn she's pregnant and she's kind of freaking out. Jen, we must have missed this announcement in the last episode. Oh, we did skip an episode. Yeah. Okay. So we must have missed it. Carolyn tells her she'll be a good mother and that it's normal to be terrified. And then we have the birth story no one needs, which is Mary's birth. Mary probably popped out of there reading an encyclopedia with her Wait, glasses. Wait, I, mi- I missed it. What, what do you mean? She it was talking- small, but Carolyn was talking about when she gave birth to Mary. Because oh, that was her first, right? <laughs> yeah. So Beetle says, you know, I'm really glad that Mary is growing up into a young woman because she's going to be taking over for me once the baby comes. Oh, God. I just have, oh, my God, Carrie. Or, oh, my God, Mary's trying to teach again. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the Ingalls, Carrie is being annoying as fuck. Do you notice she's annoying the shit out of Laura? But did you notice that Charles refers to Carolyn as Carolyn Quinner? Yeah, what's that? That was her name before the stepfather joined the family. Wow. But according to Little House... Let's get started on the continuity issues in There's a show. bunch. There's a bunch. Because he... In, in the episode where they flash back... Mm-hmm. They were using the name, I forget the stepfather's name, but they were using that name. It was like, I forget what it was. It wasn't Quinner. Quinner was the, her birth name. Yes. So like, what the hell? He's, basically, they said he met her after they moved with the stepfather, which is true. Yes. My God, guys. So, But did you notice like how Carrie's always annoying Laura? Like, Laura is always having to yell at Carrie. I mean, that is, Laura is the older sister of Carrie, so therefore Carrie is a thorn in her side. Mary's getting her hair all done and getting ready to teach while Laura's doing her homework. And Jen, I just had a thought. What if your big sister was also your teacher? <laughs> I know. I was thinking oh that too. Oh my God. I'm like, this is Laura's worst nightmare. I'm like, there is no worse hell than this. <laughs> I mean, this was literally when we used to play school. You got a little taste of what yes. that could be like. Yes. Yes. So Paul puts Carrie to bed and we see her say goodnight to the corpses of the birds that she killed. <laughs> Jen, next we see Carolyn oversleeping. It's oversleeping. a little after five, and she's slacking off. Little it's after a little five. after five. How is it even laid out? Because <laughs> it's Carolyn, summer. And Charles is like, I'm hungry. And Carolyn, Carolyn goes to get up, and she has a dizzy spell. Mm-hmm. Then her voice is dubbed over, and it's weird. Did you hear this? I didn't notice that. I texted you. I know. I was ignoring Guys, that. if you see this on Amazon... It's about six minutes in. It's right when she's oversleeping at 5.01 a.m. And her voice goes all weird. It's almost like they had to go back and correct it. They probably did. That's probably what happened. It was really weird. So Paul tells her he's hungry and she gets out of bed to make him some eggs. Now, so let's establish the timeline. Caroline, just getting nauseous. Not pregnant. Oh, don't. I have a whole index card on this. Yes. Not anything else. 
Now so she's probably to, in her first trimester, correct? Easily. Okay. Now we go to Beetle, who's full pregnant. Full pregnant, like okay. nine months. All right. I, I know Carolyn had some miraculous incubation period. Yes, she did. So at school, Beetle is talking about the population in the United States without the, quote, Indians. Wow. So they don't count towards this the population? This is white people. That's what you mean. Wow. That's erasing some people there. She also tells him Walnut Grove, Jen, has 127 people in it. And Laura says, pretty soon it'll be 128. And I have, I have, a, I have a challenge for you. Oh, no. Name the 127 people. No. Could you? No. <laughs> we don't even know them all. <laughs> I Maybe know like six. <laughs> so, Jen, did you notice like there's this weird scene with Carrie? She's sitting in the front row and Beetle's belly's like kind of right in her face. And Carrie's looking at it. And I'm saying to myself, do not do it, Carrie. Do not do it. Here it goes. Carrie's trying. Do not touch it. Carrie's trying to, like, there's kind of a little birds and bees conversation starting up with Carrie. Poor Beetle. It's weird. Mary Jen is shadowing Beetle and sitting at her desk. And I wrote, glasses alert. Mary has on her glasses. First time I've seen them since she got them. She's a teacher. She has to put on her glasses. I guess. Now we have more Carrie. No one asked for that. She's asking Beetle about babies and telling her she has three babies. Three baby eggs at home. Oh, God. Okay. I wrote back in the car, but that can't be Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I abbreviated Carolyn as car. Okay. Back at the Ingalls, Carolyn is in a full sweat. I'm like, I had like leg infection trauma. <laughs> Did you? I was like, oh yes. my God, is her leg infected? Did she well, scrape was... herself on some of Pa's shoddy workmanship again? I was like, this is me if it's over 70 degrees out. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> so Charles is concerned and makes her go see Doc Baker. And I have to say something, Jen. He's a little hot when he's like ordering her around. He's, he's like, get your shawl. Get in the, get it, get the team. Get in the Well, wagon. first he was concerned about his lunch because she was supposed to be making him lunch i don't remember she's that like part. i gotta get your lunch not familiar okay doesn't she even consider that she's pregnant i have that question too because there's no birth control at this time right okay so i have written for the next scene so she goes to doc baker's she thinks she's going through the change. And I wrote, she's been pregnant four times. And she really has no clue what it feels like. And there's no birth control. And if Correct. you're of childbearing age, which she's 35. Yes. Like that. And if you have a husband like Charles, you're banging all the time. And if you're having sex, like you could totally be pregnant. That is a possibility. Yes. I don't She know. thinks she's going through the change at 35 people. I mean, unless you you could have very early menopause, sure. but that would I be know people really, that's really rare. Too, and sometimes it's from a condition, like if you've yeah. had a hysterectomy or yep. whatever, you know, that's, it, would be super it does rare. happen, but it's, yeah, it's usually medically, there's a reason for it. So um, she finds out she's pregnant and she runs across the street and Charles in his hot sleeves rolled up, picks her up and twirls her around. And we all wish we were Carolyn for one minute. No, we don't. <laughs> She's pregnant, Jesus. <laughs> now we see Laura and Garvey, Jen. <laughs> and Laura already knows, so obviously some time has passed. And I wrote, why wouldn't they give us that scene? Why wouldn't they show us Carolyn telling the girl she's pregnant? I think that would be a cute scene to have. Yeah, yeah, like they don't even really give us that scene no. of her and Charles. No. 
But I have Laura and Andy are at that age. Do you remember the age when the when the kids like like want to do chores? Yeah. So we find out later that Garvey has been employed by Charles to the fix kid. the barn room. Little Garvey. Yes, yes. Yeah. But I will say, Jen, the greatest line. Laura's talking about Carolyn having the baby, and Andy's like, "Oh, doesn't she want a boy? Oh, I guess it makes sense she's having another kid because she has all girls and she wants a boy." And he, Laura goes, "What's the difference?" And he's like, "Can you fix a roof?" And she's like, "Yeah, can you have a baby?" <laughs> and he's that was like, good. "Oh, that was good. That was really Laura's great. back, really great." Okay, so. Now we learn Charles has hired Andy Garvey to fix stuff, like child labor, I guess. No, I don't think he's hired him. He's taken him out as an apprentice, it sounds like. So he's teaching him how to, like, do wood, like, do contracting stuff, basically. Charles says, okay, so Charles says goodbye to Andy. And as he does, he says, Garvey's a lucky man. That's a fine boy there. Now let's talk about this line, because this is the line... That is the. That's the not the line, is it? Yes, it's the worm in Carolyn's brain. Like that. Carolyn what makes doesn't her... even hear that. Yes, she does, and that's what makes her ask oh, later okay. what he wants. I think he's just being like he's yes. a nice kid, right? Yeah. He, I think he's saying Garvey's lucky because he is a nice kid. Because he's a good kid, not because he is a boy. And Andy, we know now that we know Andy for a while. Andy's like an exceptionally good kid. He's no Carl's yeah. Junior. Considering the nightmare he has sprung forth from, <laughs> yeah, like Big he Garvey. he was donating books with his chore money. Like he's a good kid. He witnesses the fighting of his parents up yes. front. I yeah. So that night, so Carolyn hears this, and so that night, Jen, how many hours a night do you think Charles sleeps? Considering how much coffee he drinks, two and a half. And that when he gets up, when it's 5 a.m., he's already been up for like an hour. <laughs> so would you wake him up with a bullshit question in the middle of the night from a dead sleep? Yeah, why not? Okay. So she wakes him up in the middle of the night and she's like, do you want a girl or a boy? And he, he really handles this well. Like, he's really like, I don't give a fuck. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, whatever the baby is, I'll take it. I don't. And she's like, but if you could decide. And he's like, I can't. I have no control over the right. situation. Right. He it, he really handles it well. And yeah, so and she basically she forces pressing. him into a question. Yep. And, and to be fair, like if you could pick, you already have three girls. Right. Like if you had zero kids, then you're like, I don't care either. But like if you're going to like, okay, if you're going to force me to pick, I guess I'd want a son since I have three girls. Right. So I want to say something. This is the moment where I realized... This was Carolyn's trauma. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, I have that. Mm-hmm. I have that a couple couple paragraphs down. So the next day or a day, because we all know the timeline is just a fucking quagmire here. <laughs> oh my God, so we weird. see Laura looking for Bandit. Fucking Lafayette La- Oh my God, I can't say his name. Reverse Lafayette Beetle is eating someone's breakfast. <laughs> he is a, that dog is a menace. So he runs away. He starts eating some Rando's food. Jen, the Rando is Madame Maria, who, who is, is a, a menace to society. Who is a Cairo manis, it says on her. Pause. Jen, what do you got for us? Who's Madame Maria? She's a palm palmist. A palmist? <laughs> Graham used to read palms, remember? 
Yeah. Yeah, she Graham did. Graham read my palm when I was a little kid and told me I'd have two kids. She told me I'd have two kids, too. Maybe she <laughs> meant my kids. Maybe she meant your kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe she meant two kids will be near you. <laughs> and that was close enough for you. <laughs> All right. So, Jen, who befriends the rando? Reverse Lafayette Beetle? No, Laura. I know. I'm just kidding. I just like saying reverse Lafayette Beetle. I know you do. Laura tells the woman that Mary is smarter than she'll ever dream of being. <laughs> She's totally right. She's and Laura not, demonstrates and she that. She should have just said she was a nerd. And Laura demonstrates that when she doesn't realize that the woman just did math. She gets suckered in. <laughs> so Laura starts talking about her sister, and Madame Marie is like, How many more siblings are there? And she's like, Well, two more at home. But then she says Carolyn's pregnant with her fifth child. Right. Which and gives Madame her the Marie math like, to figure it out. Oh, so I'm sorry that one has been lost. And Laura's like, What? Oh my how'd god, you know how'd that? you know that? She did now, simple subtraction. I have an unpopular opinion I'm about to voice. And oh, the memes are going to come for me, I'm sure. And that's okay. That's all right. Um, I I cannot stand how fortune tellers and palm readers take advantage of people. It drives me insane. I hate them. I don't believe in any of it. I mean, how is that different than corporate America? And it's not different than gambling, which don't get right. started it's like, casinos. It's right. Like, they're just people trying to make a living. Yeah, but they take advantage of people. Yeah, they do, 100%. They really do. And I witnessed this because... It's capitalism. My, it's capitalism. My friend took me to a medium when, right after Graham died. And I did not want to go, but I went. This, this, this was in 2015. Yes. Okay. You're like a grown-ass adult now. Yes. So whatever happened is your fault. So we went to this medium, and the medium was completely wrong about everything with Graham. But Jenny, there was this old man there. It was like a group thing, right? And there was this old man there who had lost his wife. And he came to see this medium every week. Oh, my God. That's not cool. And she would talk about his wife and he would cry. And I'm sobbing. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, how much did she cost? I don't know. 20, 30 bucks. That's therapy for him. It's probably some kind of therapy for him. It probably makes him feel better. I know, but I think he thought she really was connected to the wife, and that so made what me if upset. he thinks that? Like that probably I know. It doesn't hurt anybody. I know. helps him. You know I what know. I mean? Like I even know. just just having that person to talk to. He's not going to go to a therapist if he's an old man. Like a lot of them don't believe in that. I know. So like it's if he has this hour thing. every week where he can whatever he believes, you know, how is that any different than believing in God and going to church and talking to God? Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I defend fortune tellers. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, so so here's so here's the caveat I want to say to this: when people do it for fun, I think that's okay. Yeah, sure. Like if you and a bunch of your girlfriends get some money together, you bring a psychic over, you sure. do whatever. That's fine as long as you go into it knowing what it is. Right, but I again, how is that any different than giving all your money to the church and believing that? It's not, but my, but I don't believe in either. But I'm right. just saying, like, sometimes people make decisions based on what these people tell them. And that makes right. me upset. Okay. Right. I, I'm the person of science defending fortune tellers. Who knew I would come on, down on that side of the argument? Who knew? Okay. So, Laura doesn't... Oh, never mind. Did you also right. get that the fortune teller was like, the number five is... Is so mystic and special. Five days. Um, isn't there seven <laughs> days in a week? Why is there's not five days in a week? 
So, Jen, I wrote, Laura's totally being taken in by this woman, <sighs> and then she's kind of freaked out, and she runs away. Laura, ha- like, Paul has to teach her some, like, some skills here. She gets taken advantage of by everyone. Mm-hmm. At home, Charles and Carolyn are laughing because Carrie is telling a bedtime story to her dead eggs. Mary is sitting at the table grading papers, including Laura's. Yes. Awkward. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Laura is fixated on Madame Maria, and she can't stop talking, and you could see the wheels turning in Carolyn's head. Did you get that Pa was like, time for bed? Mary's a fucking teacher. She has a bedtime? (laughs) Well, Jen, they have no privacy in that house if Mary's still up. Super weird. How are they going to bang? Come on. (laughs) All right. So the next day, Laura drags Carolyn over to Miss Maria's. But the funny thing is, they're on their way to school and Carolyn's on her way to the Olsons with the eggs. So they're walking together and they run to Miss Maria. And then Laura goes, oh, shoot, I got to go. I can't be late for school or Mary will have my height. (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried about this dynamic. I know. This is not going to be good for Laura. So, Madame Maria is looking at Carolyn, and she's like, All And Carolyn right. looks nine months pregnant. She's like, yes, yes, this is what I want to talk about. Miss Beetle, guys, still has not had her baby at this point. We'll talk about the timeline in a little while, because there, there's a point where it's, like, very clear that something's way off. Okay. But she looks at least, I don't know, seven months, eight months? Yes. She's showing. So Carolyn lures the, or the Madame Maria lures Carolyn into the wagon. Was it luring? Like, Carolyn was pretty willing. But she gets her in there and she's like, you're going to have a visit from a female member of your family following the birth of your baby. Did you get the plastic beads from Spencer's? I did. Totally. (laughs) Then she tells Carolyn, okay, give me your wedding ring. And she does the dangling the ring on the chain. Okay, so... According to that logic, I have foretold the the sex of 10 babies because I've done this a hundred times at baby showers. Okay. Where you do the ring on the chain and you see, it's so stupid. How many baby showers do you think I've been to? Oh God. One? Yes. One. Was it mine? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't go to baby showers. People try to invite me. But I don't kind of maybe. But like this is what she's doing. I thought she was a fortune teller and she's pulling a trick like this. Yeah, right. That's like a shower game. It was weird. Okay. Oh no, no, no. I was I at Hannah's? No, that was her wedding shower. Yeah, that was her wedding shower. Oh, okay. Hannah's pregnant now, so you would have had oh, to spend right. the shower like six months. <laughs> oh my god, I have a timeline like little house. <laughs> so Madame Maria says Carolyn's gonna have a boy. And then she also says Long eggs produce boys, and round eggs produce girls. What does that even mean when you're talking about the human body? I have no idea, but <laughs> Carolyn takes it quite literally in a few minutes. Yeah. So then she charges Carolyn 10 cents. Now I want to say something here. Carolyn refused to go to the doctors because she's like, we can't afford it. But she's given this bitch 10 cents of Charles' hard-earned money unless yeah. she saves her egg money. She might save her egg money. She gets her Olsons. Okay. All right. So at the Olsons, we see Harriet, and she's shaming Carolyn about being out and about in her condition. What was she singing? I don't know. She was was singing I Dream of Jeannie with high brown hair. I I guess that was an old song that then the 50s show was. I guess, yeah. 
I'm not looking that up. I'm I can't I can't deal with it. Can't deal with it. <laughs> so but I just love how like Harriet will find anything to shame Carolyn about. Yeah. Yep. Or anyone. Anyone to shame anyone about. You're not supposed to be walking when you're pregnant? That was a that people believed Whatever. that. Okay. Carolyn is like, wait, before I give you these eggs, let me grab some for Charles breakfast. And she goes through and picks all the longer eggs from the basket. Carolyn, I'm like, what? Here? I'm like, what kind of science experiment <laughs> is she planning on doing? What is the plan? Is she going to try to incubate these, these non, you know, like these eggs are dead. What are you going to try to do? Prove do, out that the long egg, like, I don't, what does is she happening? Think not, does she think if she goes home and eats the long eggs? Oh. That it will change the already established sex of the baby in her belly. I mean, she just left a fortune teller, so God knows what she believes. Jenny, Carolyn is smarter than this. Who's writing this fucking bullshit? I don't bullshit? know what this is. Yeah, this is stupid. Jesus Christ. All right. So at dinner, Carolyn is telling the whole family the story about Madame Maria, and there's like this weird occult music behind them. <laughs> it's, it's strange. And Charles says, as we all do, you spent hard-earned money on that? Yeah. And Carolyn's like, well, it was only 10 cents. Do you want more coffee? Okay, I forget which Mimi did this, but one oh of my the Mimi's did some research. Yeah. Oh, it was Mimi Teresa. And what did she share with? She shared like an article that they were all yeah. addicted to coffee. It was about, it was called Cowboy Coffee. And it was about how the whole frontier was like super addicted <laughs> to coffee. Well, it also talked about though that I thought was super interesting is that Americans drinking coffee was kind of a, a protest against Brit, like British tea. Oh, okay. Like they didn't right. want to drink tea. So, and then it, like that, it was protest. Then it could, you know, like no one cared about that anymore. And then it came back again when we started exploring the the West and people okay. became like super addicted. So thank you. Our Mimi's are amazing. All the research they do. So thank you, Teresa. All right. So Carolyn gives them the coffee and then we see Carrie in her bed, swinging a ring on a chain over the dead birds. Two questions, Jen. Why is she doing this? Why is she even here? And B, where'd she get a ring and a necklace? These people have nothing. Um, I have that. Is this poltergeist? Why is Carrie doing the ring? <laughs> she must have taken it off of Carol. I mean, does Carolyn take her wedding ring off? No. There's no way, right? No. There's no way. But also, I wouldn't. It'd be glued to my hand. That's not what I got stuck on. What I got stuck on is there's three eggs there. Mm-hmm. How's this work over three eggs? Because they don't, they could be different sexes. Jenny, if I was married to Charles, I would have my wedding ring on all the time with a picture of him on it. Oh I'd God. have a little picture of his face on there like, I'm Charles. <laughs> Whatever. Merch alert, merch alert. Get a fake, have... fake wedding band with the Michael Landon picture don't, on it. Do you have Timmy's face on your wedding band? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd want me to do that. Uh, no, he would, definitely would not. He definitely would definitely not. Definitely would not. All right. So at school, Mary is handing back the papers. Yes. I have my hand up. Yes. Isn't Nellie older than Mary? I don't Isn't know. Nellie done with school yet? <laughs> right? Isn't she like, she's like 18. Mary doesn't get to finish school. She just gets promoted she just to the head of the class. She just slips into the literally. teacher. <laughs> so weird. Hmm. Do you remember that show, Head of the Class? No, not really. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Okay. Google it and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. So, Mary's handed back the papers. Now, 
I want to tell everyone that I am a teacher who grades papers on the reg because I am an English teacher. You don't, here's what you don't do. You don't hand back all the papers and say, I'm handing back your papers, but no one get excited because they weren't very good. Why, why wouldn't you say that? Just don't true? do that. It's no. <laughs> I would do that. I would totally do that. Teachers in our generation would. <laughs> and like then somebody get paddled yeah. for getting a 50. I wouldn't paddle them, but I would, you know, tell it like it is. Yeah, this is if Jenny were a teacher. Here we go. <laughs> These all Don't be suck. too proud of yourself. <laughs> so Willie freaks out that he got a D and he says, you wrote, I wrote exactly what you told me to. And Mary's like, that's the problem. I couldn't read it. So is this a penmanship thing? I think so. And then she tells him, you have to practice. And why don't you practice with writing? I will not argue with my teacher 50 times on the back. I feel like penmanship class was bullshit. Like, if people have sloppy handwriting, they have sloppy handwriting. Like, true. can you even fix that? So, Jen, now we have Beetle, and guess what? She's having the baby. So I wrote, oh, there's Beetle. Wait a minute, she's pregnant still? What's happening? Oh, my God, she goes into labor. And, like, the tough bitch she is, she's like, I'm just going to walk over I'm to the doctors. I'm just going to walk over the doctors. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Well, what was the alternative? Well, Mary's like, I'll help you over there. Oh, I, I thought, know. like, is Mary going to carry her over? So Beetle has a little boy, Jen, and Alice comes to the farm to to tell Carolyn about Alice it. Alice has the I've got scoop, mm-hmm. like burning down the street. <laughs> Jumps on the team and heads over. Because think about it. Why did she have to run? Like it, The baby's born. Everything's fine. She doesn't have to rush out there to tell yeah, Carolyn, but, but she, she totally does. But Carolyn's like not too happy about it. No, and then Mary says something fucked up. Don't all babies have blue eyes? They do for the first couple days. That's not true. Hold on, pause. Okay, no, it's false. That's totally false. It's false. Some people don't even have the genetic material for blue eyes in their body. But, but... It must be a common question because there's articles on it. Before totally the phrase false. baby blues came to, refer to, came to refer to postpartum sadness, it was actually a common saying for eyes because people believed all babies were born with blue eyes. There, there's Some people are blonde, born with blonde while hair that turns true, dark. While it's true, many babies have blue or gray eyes at first. Their eye color can change a few months after birth. Yeah, but not all babies are born with blue eyes. Right. Like some stamp- are, like Josh was born with platinum blonde hair and it changed to black eventually. A Stanford University study involving 192 newborns found that nearly two-thirds of them were born with brown eyes and only one in five arrived with blue eyes. Yes, because brown eyes are the okay. predominant gene. Like they're okay. genetically, genetic science makes that make no sense. It's a okay. recessive gene. I thought, I was under the impression that they were, like, grayish blue, like, hazy for a day or two until they, you know, whatever. Okay. Mary is a teacher and so are you. Mimi's, what the fuck? Mimi's, come at us if you've heard that old wives' tale and you were suckered into it like Laura into Madame Maria's wagon. <laughs> I hear a lot of fake science all the time. I don't believe it. Later that night, the family is chatting about the baby and Carolyn is jealous and runs out of the house crying. To the while drama the, barn. While the family stands there dumbfounded. To the drama barn. 
So Carolyn runs right into the drama barn and Pa goes after her. She starts crying about, Beetle doesn't need a son, you do. And Charles is like, dude, what are you talking about? Well, this is clearly, I mean, this is clearly trauma about clearly. Charles Jr. Yes. And I can't fucking say Charles Jr. Without saying Because I keep Jr. wanting to say Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we see Carolyn, the next day she goes out into a meadow and starts talking to God about Charles Jr. Finally. Because she's, she's at the grave. Yes. Yeah, because that's what this is about. She's trying to replace him. It's just, it's trauma around yes. the whole thing. Because, yes. of course, no one dealt with anything. They probably were just like, okay, next day, move right. on. Like, this is the first time, it's mentioned at um, Madame Maria's, but this is really the first time Carolyn and Charles even mentioned Charles. I know. Man. Super weird. Yeah. Well, when she got pregnant again, and they were talking about having a son, I'm like, how are they not talking yeah, about the right. son they had? Like, it right. was super weird. So next we're at church and Beetle is there with her baby. And Carolyn can't even bring herself to see him. Be- Finally, Beetle, like, calls her over. And Carolyn, like, puts on the face. But, Jen, that baby is goddamn cute. Well, at the grave. Can we go back to the grave? Like, Carolyn's yeah, I like, should have figured you wanted to hang out at the grave. Carolyn's like, that baby meant so much to Charles. Like that. It's like, like, fuck the three healthy kids that you have. Like, it's all yep. about this kid. Like, it's really, yeah. Well, that's common when you lose a child. I think the other <clears throat> ones are pushed to but the she's wayside like, in some way. But the point is, like, she's like, what have I done? Why Why am I so, like, whatever I've done, punish me. Yeah, like, what yeah. have you done, Carolyn? This is like nine-year-old me at confession. <laughs> like, what have you done that would I cause know. the punishment of of killing your child by God? Like, what? I know. <laughs> so then later that night, Carolyn's cleaning the cradle for the baby, the one that Charles made for Charles Jr. She's in the drama barn. Charles comes in and they start talking about when he made the cradle. And she says sometimes she's at the dinner table and she can feel someone's missing. So she's finally talking about Finally, they're talking about this. Yeah. And she's like, now that space will finally be filled by your son. And Charles freaks out. And he's like, I don't want a boy if it means nine months of misery. Okay. So I have an index card. You have an index card. a sheet of paper i have a sheet, of paper? sheet of paper <laughs> what the hell is with this timeline like this is so okay i mean i want Wait, to is show your, is your index card like a jerry seinfeld act where you're just like no no i have some facts i have timeline? some things that help us determine what the timeline actually is okay all right let's hear your timeline <clears throat> and your investigation so my my sheet of paper says like what the hell is this timeline so charles says in nine months, mm-hmm. right? I don't want nine months. First of all, we know it's probably not nine months, right? Because she's probably, like, you know, you, you don't know from day one. You're not like, oh, right. my God, I'm probably right. day one. And, I mean, I, watch a sh- I watched a show last night where an android was having a nightmare inside a simulation on another planet. So my suspension for disbelief is, is strong. Mm-hmm. But this, mm-hmm. you can't believe this timeline. And one of the things I was using to determine the timeline is not only Miss Beetle, who would be pregnant for... A year and a half. Right. <laughs> but years. the birds. Like the bird eggs. Oh, yeah. So there's a time of year that that happens. Yeah. And there's an incubation period. So those eggs Carrie found in the nest. So you have to figure they were laid within a couple of days of 
of Carrie finding them, right? And the intentions that they hatch, right? Yeah. The the bird the mother yeah. bird was probably sitting right. on them. So those eggs would have hatched in twelve to fourteen days. <laughs> so then you start then you see Garvey has a bunch of birds later that are hatched. So like this all happens around the same time. Like it happens yeah. in April and May. So I looked up the most common birds in in uh, Minnesota in the spring and summer. So robins are fifty one percent, but we know they're not robins because they're not the blue eggs. Right. They're they're either song sparrows or goldfinches, likely. Like both of their eggs were sort of similar, but I don't think those are eggs from Minnesota. They're probably California eggs. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So, so they're so. probably the speckled malted eggs that you get for Easter. <laughs> <laughs> they're chocolate eggs. The, the, the they, malted robin's eggs. They look like they could be either of those. They're super tiny and they're like white with like little black specks. So they would, the birds, those birds lay eggs in April and May. Okay. Okay. So say Carolyn gives birth seven months from then. Because that's about the time she found out she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. That puts us in the winter. That puts us in like December. Yeah, that didn't happen. Right, she would she would be having this baby in that December. That wasn't December because December Minnesota there'd be snow on the ground. Well, and the trees have been in full bloom the whole time. Yeah. Like there's no fall. There's no like the yeah. leaves lose you know, fall off the trees. They were in full bloom the whole time. Beetle was pregnant. Beetle was pregnant nine months, like ready to pop. Beetle any has been pregnant for like according to this timeline two years. Yeah, because she's at the table talking about how, like, any day she's going to have this baby. Yeah. And Carolyn doesn't even know she's pregnant yet. Yeah. And then Carolyn has the baby, like, three days after she does. Yeah, and the day that Carolyn said she got up too fast and was woozy, Beetle had the big belly sticking yes. out in front of Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. What What is that child that Carolyn had? <laughs> yeah. Why isn't anyone asking in school about that? I don't know. Because their know. kids were literally born days apart. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. We done there? Yeah. I just, I, um, I was enraged by this timeline. Okay. So, Jen, he, Charles is yelling at her in the barn, and he's like, we had a son, he died, and that's over. Yeah. Like, Carolyn's like, I'm replacing your son. Charles gets yeah. pissed. So, Jen, then he says, can I, can I get a, can I get a drum roll here? Then he says... God, you're as bad as Carrie with her dead eggs. Okay, I thought Charles was... I thought he was being totally fair and rational until he said that. What the fuck? I don't even understand the analogy. I just love that he called Carrie out. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't even understand the analogy. I don't get it either. Like, I think because he goes thinking she could give birth to birds or thinking she's... I think he's saying, like, you're delusional if you think you can control what the sex of this child is going to be. Whatever. I thought that was harsh. Carolyn, it was harsh, but I love any time somebody can accidentally throw someone else under the bus. Like if you're going to insult Mary and you just whip Carrie in there. And I just felt like he was fighting with Carolyn and he threw a good dig at Carrie and I liked it. Whatever. Carolyn is literally like mouth agape. Like, oh my God, did he just fucking say that to me? I know. Okay. So now we see Jonathan, and he's with the baby's bird's nest. Oh, my God. I know where this is happening already. Like, I know where this is going already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So, Jen, now we see how the sausage is made. Because Charles heads over, and he's like, 
Carolyn and I are having a fight. We need some alone time. I need to ditch the kids on you. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So for that huge mega thread I was in in the Little House on the Prairie group where we were talking about how they get alone time, this is what they do. They just drop the kids off at someone else's they house. They drop for the a kids off days. at someone else's house. So Garvey's like, dude, bring them over. They can stay here as long as you need them to. It's fine. So Charles is like, all right, thanks. So the next day, like, we see him dropping the girls off in Alice. Right, because the Garveys have a bedroom with a door. Yes. Yeah. And Alice tries to lure him in with some coffee. Did you pick that up? Because oh everyone God, wants him. coffee. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I'm good. So now we see Garvey asking Carrie about the dead eggs, and he's going to switch out the nest with the new birds and let this kid think they've hatched. Therefore, disproving science and solidifying her wrong impressions about the origins of life. Yes. So there we go. Because that's what we need is to give Carrie more false information. Well, I mean, if Mary's her teacher, we know Mary knows nothing about biology. (laughs) Mary thinks children are hatched from eggs. I know, and she thinks all babies have blue eyes. No offense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now the good stuff, Jen. Charles heads back to Carolyn, and I'm ready for them to have a fight. I'm like, they're going to fight it out. It's going to be like, (laughs) we're going to fight it out, throw each other around, and then bang. Like, I was all ready for this big event that was going to occur. I was like, okay, here we go. Buckle in. No, that's not what happens. Carolyn goes into labor after a month and a half. She's in labor. She's in labor, and he's like, I'll go get the doc. And she's like, no, you deliver this kid. What would Jimmy's reaction be to this? this? (laughs) He'd be like, fuck you, I'm going to get the doctor. Good luck. First of all, did you notice he put the team next to the house? He didn't park the team at the barn. And I wondered, is that some kind of code for... Oh, it's like a sock on the door kind of thing? Yeah. I wondered, because remember when everyone thought he was banging the widow Thurman... He had the team parked right up against her house. I wonder yeah. if this is some kind of signal. <laughs> it's the colonial sock on the door. So, Jen, he really wants to get Doc Baker. And yeah, like, I don't blame him. Nope, nope, nope. We're going it alone. <laughs> and the scene is intercut. Like, Carolyn and Labor is poorly intercut with the scene of Carrie, who, let's let's visit Carrie for one minute. They're at the Garvey's. There's like 10 kids sleeping on the floor. Jen, who's in the bed? Carrie. Why would the youngest one get the bed? Because the youngest are pampered. No, you make the old lady get the bed. No, they're pampered. Kid, the youngest are always pampered. This is like when we go on vacation, make mom sleep on the couch when she's paid for the <laughs> hotel room. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, like uh, Allison's in the bed with Jonathan. Because if they're, well, maybe she could have put one of her kids in the bed with Jonathan and she could have slept on the floor. Doesn't she know the rings of motherhood? Like the the (laughs) The rings of hell of motherhood? So Carrie, in the middle of the night, gets up, goes out of the Garvey's house, goes into the barn and checks the eggs. My kids would not step foot in that yard at dark. She climbs up that super dangerous ladder in bare feet. So now we're back to the Ingalls. Charles delivers the baby, even though there's not a spot of anything on him. There's no blood or afterbirth anywhere. And clearly they just went and got a two-month-old baby, slathered it Vaseline, (laughs) and threw it on Carolyn. Because that is a two-month-old baby. That baby's huge. I was like, oh my God. There is no way that baby came out of her birth canal and no one one has anything on them. (laughs) And no one's dead. So anyway, she has a girl. 
They name it Grace, and she and Charles make up. Go ahead, Jane. Did you get the, the tension, though, of Charles, like, washing the baby and, like, he knows it's a girl? Yeah. And he's kind of afraid to tell her. He's like, Did you get that? It's fine. The baby's it's healthy. Fine. It's good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, is it okay? Like, why are you acting so weird? And he, like, doesn't want to. You can tell he doesn't want to say. Yeah. yeah. But, like, then none of it matters. Like, it's totally fine. But The name? Yeah. She, he's like, we have a problem here, Carolyn. You only had two boys' names picked out. Graham and Nathaniel? Yeah. I'm glad it was a girl. But it's just like, I'm no expert on this, but I feel like that baby's huge. <laughs> that baby's a two-month-old. Now, Miss Beatles was a... That was That smaller. was the appropriate size, right? Yes. yes. It, you know, it would have been really bad if they just used that baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked they didn't. You know what baby I wanted to see make a comeback? Who's the dude who Doc Baker killed the husband and then the wife had the baby? Oh... The dude that fell off the roof. Yeah, the Giuseppe dude that I love. Yeah. His baby, remember, had the big ears like him, and it looked like a little old man. That was that him was down. some good casting that of was, a baby. That was the cutest little baby. We should have just taken that little baby. But it would have been really bad if they just used Beatles' baby. I'm shocked they didn't. Though Charles, that's a move they would do. And Charles gets this baby sparkling clean. Do you know what babies it, look like when they're massive? Born? Carolyn's like. You <laughs> barely hold on to it. All right, Jen. Whose fault is this? So this was tough. I didn't know exactly who to blame for this. <laughs> I've, I'm going to blame Laura. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Here's why. Because I feel like the whole Charles Jr. thing was really traumatic for everyone. And Laura made it a hundred times more The Lord more is traumatic. my shepherd. That's the name of the yes. episode. She made it a hundred times more traumatic for everyone than she needed to well, and, she and needed i feel like that's her. why they're tra- and i feel like they're that's why they're all traumatized about is this a boy or a girl because it was so dramatic last time that all happened well and she made it about her of course so they never had the opportunity to properly grieve yes yes so this is laura's fault i have this is madame maria's fault <laughs> I, I, I considered her too i considered I her too. she's just complicit there's i can't really nail it down but she just she had no business being there well i thought that uh when she predicted that she was having a boy but i'm like this was a thing before carolyn went there and did this so yes. i can't really blame yes. her but yes. feels maybe like she's we, responsible. maybe we should blame garvey for not putting his own son to work and letting his son go over to Charles yeah, and work. maybe. And then letting Charles compliment him in public. Yeah, like, why doesn't Garvey just teach his kid how to woodwork? Right. Exactly. All right, Jen. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on the episode and pick out a theme or a lesson or some kind of scar that we took from the original viewing or something we noticed on the rewatch that may have imprinted on our uh, generation. So, we call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. So, Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why girls have such self-esteem issues because of shit like this. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous how much, and I'm sure this still goes on today. I'm not as, uh, I'm not watching these types of shows too much, but I'm sure it goes on today. Where it's just such blatant, like, boys are valued over girls. Like, yeah. boy, like the message of boys are more valuable, like continuous. Well, we got some of this from One Child Policy Doc Baker. A couple yeah. I mean, this show, is, this show is loaded with it. Yeah. But this wasn't the only show that was like that. No, 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 no. Yeah. And like, and, you're just internalizing that as a, as a young kid, as a young girl, like yeah. your whole life. 
And I told you that when we saw, when we did The Lord is My Shepherd, remember, I told you that I always thought dad wanted a son. Yeah. And I got that from mom used to say that. Okay. So like, yeah. Well, and it's funny because I feel like I had this conversation with this person that I'm friends with that like a while ago. And we were talking about gender identity and like how gender's not a thing. Like it's a social construct. And and she's like, I always wanted to be boy. I wonder if like, you know, like I, I identify with a different gender. And I'm like, but why did you want to be a boy? Right. I'm like, maybe that, not that that can't be true, but I felt like it wasn't. Like I've known her a long time and I yeah, felt like yeah. it wasn't. I'm like, but why did you want to be a boy growing up? Because my brother got to do everything. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Her, her her father like favored her brother, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like that. And I feel like that is, you know, obviously that's different than gender identity. But I think a lot, you know, a lot of girls were like, "I want to be a tomboy. I want to play sports. I want because like that was we saw that as as more freedom, as more, you know what I mean. Like you yeah. get to boys got to do more things. Boys had, you know what I mean. Like they were more valued. That was the message that we got. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, God, I hope that's gone, changed. I don't know, better. but if people don't stop having these gender reveal parties that are going to burn oh my this country God, down, I feel like, come on, guys. <laughs> well, besides this, the inherent danger of the explosives, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Oh, like, God. and it's not a gender; it's it's a sex reveal party. Like, it's you're a born, sex reveal party. yeah, like yep. that. The sex of the baby. It's not the gender. Gender. Is, let's just get rid of that. All right, Jen. So I have. This is why you must move. Through trauma, not past it. Right. Uh, not ignore it. Not fold it up in an envelope yes, and put it on a shelf. Because I, I forget the direct quote. And like, did you ever hear a quote and you love it so much, but then you can never find it again? You don't know who said it. Yep. Like, I. this has happened to me twice in my life. Once was somebody said if, let me think, I want to get this right. If the autobiography is the Mona Lisa, then the memoir is her smile. Like the piece of it that is puzzling or the piece of it that is intriguing. Mm-hmm. I can't attribute that quote to anyone because I forget who said it. And I've but, searched for it for decades and I can't find it. Wow. But okay. I use it every time I teach memoir. That's like the word I'm looking for that means if you say a word over and over again, it loses its meaning. Right. I don't know what that word is and I can't find it. <laughs> so the the second quote is the, something like, and I'm I can't I don't even have it right, but it's like the idea that you never get over trauma; it composes you, right? Like it lives it doesn't go in away, you and yeah. you carry it with you. Yeah, to just things. like grief, like grief doesn't go away. Yeah, maybe like it, it was about grief. It's grief, which like this trauma is grief is that Carolyn is experiencing. This totally. is grief. Yeah, a totally. little bit of trauma, but you know there can be traumatic grief. Mm-hmm. But she needs to deal with this. You yeah. just can't sweep it under the rug. Like it needs to be. But that's what this whole like it's a boy, it's a girl thing. That's, that's what, what it was about. right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, so that's my why. Nothing. Nothing else crazy. No big insights from Amy this week. I know we're all surprised. <laughs> all right, Jenny. So why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? Next is the finale. (laughs) 
the the next episode is episode 21 i'll be drive i'll be waving as you drive away part one long hours studying by candlelight for the state's teacher exam results in tired blurry eyes for mary ingalls prompting a routine visit to the eye doctor Ugh, not this again but when charles is told that mary's worsening sight is just the beginning of a much more serious problem the concerned father can't bring himself to tell his beloved daughter that she will most certainly become completely blind oh god this is gonna be this is something for me because this is gonna be charles struggling to do the right thing charles is gonna be upset he's gonna be in pain this is gonna be good all right guys so thanks for listening and we'll see you soon Hi everyone, Amy here. If you'd like to support our podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. To send us an email or connect with us on social, please visit us at genxthisiswhy.com. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you soon. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you Acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.